Welcome back to Market on Close. I'm Caroline Woods and for Oliver Rennick. It's time for Overlooked Stocks and George Tillis joins us with some movers you may have missed. All right, George, great to talk to you again. Let's start with Wolf Speed. I have to say I haven't didn't just miss this today. I've missed it all throughout. I am actually not familiar with this company, but it's up 13 and a half percent today, almost 18 percent this week. Why is the stock surging higher? Yeah, it's surging here. And by the way, it's been a long day, Caroline. I hope you're doing well. Look, <laughs> Wolf Speed, very interesting company when it comes down to the semiconductor space. It's a really overlooked name, especially when it comes down to the technology. I don't know if you're familiar or were familiar with Cree. That was the uh, former LED company. In fact, Wolf Speed is a spinoff when Cree was eventually sold off altogether, which is a traditional LED semiconductor based business. Now, Wolf Speed is a result of that spinoff, and their focus right now is their core technology and materials, which is called silicon carbide technology. It's essentially materials that is a bit more efficient when it comes to semiconductor solutions and technologies. It's for power device management. The other thing is conductivity, as well as radio frequency amplification. If you think about all of the secular technologies that really require power device management as well as efficiency, you have to think about two primary ones, and these are, again, 5G in the cellular uh, technology space, but also electric vehicles, battery technology, and even charging stations. And one of the things that has been very uh, sensitive to buyers for electric vehicles is the application of charging capabilities at a rapid pace, and that's where companies like Wolfspeed's technology really fit in. They make it more efficient when it comes down to charging electric vehicles, but also you have to think about renewable energy in the solar space as well, transportation, power storage, all these secular technologies is where uh, Wolfspeed's materials now fit in quite, quite nicely. Today, there was a nice catalyst. I mean, overall, the market was higher. We know that. But Goldman Sachs actually reevaluated Wolfspeed. They actually reduced their price target from 125 to 108. And they actually see going forward a complete reversal in the earnings per share profile for the business. They actually see $3 per share at least up until 2025 going forward. And I went and looked at last year's earnings per share. The company actually lost $3 per share. A couple of reasons why they had some challenges with that particular spinoff of Cree. The other thing is they aggressively spent quite a bit of money last year to actually deploy and develop their technologies, which, again, I think from a secular standpoint are very important, especially when it comes down to the elements of fast charging and charging stations for electric vehicles. You know, gas prices have gone through the roof. People at this point in time, I think, are kind of fed up and are starting to look more so towards electric vehicles. But one of the hangups has been, one, is the time of charge, and two, the actual, uh, the actual location of charging stations, which is not essentially as complete as we know that petroleum stations are still in the United States. All right, so that 108 price target doesn't get it quite back to those uh, November highs, but still uh, yeah. implies about 70% upside from here, and it's only down now about 35% year to date. I say only, but it's all about perspective, right? All right, George, let's talk about your next stock. Uh, right. Ah, <laughs> I guess it has been a long day. You're right, George. KE Holdings, ticker symbol BEKE, it's up about 18 and a half, 19% this week. Why? Yeah. 
Well, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, interesting stuff going on in the Chinese ADRs, uh, Caroline. If you actually look, they've been outperforming relative to the S&P, even the NASDAQ in the last few weeks or so. And KE Holdings is one of these names. Uh, and I'll, I'll talk about some of the macro factors in just a second. But this is a company uh, that is the largest publicly traded real estate and home, buy, home buying service company in China. It offers both, you know, offline, which is a more of an e-commerce-based solutions to purchasing homes, much like Open Door and Zillow. But at the same time, it provides online, uh, if you will, which is basically the brick and mortar types of realtor service companies like CBRE that we're familiar, familiar with in the United States. It's essentially the largest uh, agent network in China. They actually have about 22% total market share in China for all real estate and home services. And it's not just real estate services. It includes things like renovation services, rental services, uh, title services, insurance, and so forth. Uh, it's really sort of a vertically integrated conglomerate in China. And it had been struggling over the past year alongside a lot of the Chinese companies. And we know that this whole aspect of delisting fears had put a weight on Chinese stocks. The other thing is there had been some antitrust concerns uh, uh, by uh, Chinese regulars because of the large market share of KE Holdings. I think going forward, one of the things to keep in mind with Chinese stocks is a few macro conditions. One, the U.S. dollar is probably going to weaken near the end of this year. That's going to be very good for service-based technologies and, of course, service-based companies like KE Holdings in, in, in China. The second thing is, is you have to think about delisting concerns. I think those are, again, still out there, but those concerns have abated a little bit. And the other thing is we know there's an election, a midterm election in the United States, but in fact, in China, the People's Congress is holding their every five-year election this year. So what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of macro factors and policy factors that are helping support capital formation in China. And I think the Chinese government overall, as they move into their uh, every, uh, every five-year election uh, and their party election going, uh, going into the end of this year, are going to be very supportive uh, to capital uh, in, in, their, in their economy. The other thing is uh, they're also going to be very supportive to their overall uh, consumers in housing because we know there's been a lot of clampdowns in the last year or so, along with COVID closures in the last year or so that have put pressure on the housing market in China. So I think there's some positive policy catalysts associated with KE Holdings and the other Chinese ADRs uh, in the near future. And with that said, even Citigroup, which actually recently initiated coverage on K Holdings, this is a couple days ago, they've got a $22.50 price target on their name because they see some of the, some of the uh, regulatory headwinds abating at the very least as we move into the end of the year. All right. Well, it's up about 18.5% this week, down about 6.8% year to date. So largely outperforming the market. George Tillis, thanks so much for shedding right. some light on some of the stocks we may have missed. All right, Carolyn, have a good weekend. Thanks, you too.